All right, so let's learn. Um, okay, so at some point we're going to have to move on from Talmud Siyaki, you guys will do a different safer. Maybe next week, maybe next week, but... All right, so what we're going to learn tonight is, technically speaking, it's certainly, it certainly can be seen as a hemshech from what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks in terms of the Shemichud and uh, what we talked about last week with Kavonis and, and the revolution of Hasidus, that Kavonis are not necessarily the end all be the, the, the apex and the Tachlis and the Everest of Vedas Hashem. Um, but this could also be seen as its own independent Indian. So let me just give a little bit of a, of a background of what we're going to be learning. Um, and, okay, we'll see, uh, we'll see where it goes. So what we've, what we've seen throughout all these shirim is sort of a, a pattern, which is that, that Baal Shantif came to do, and you see this specifically with the early generations of the Svarim, called the Sefer Yosef, Dagamach, and Ephraim, those sort of early generations, is that Baal Shantif came to take ideas from the Kisveri and to really expand the, the, um, the influence of those ideas to encompass areas in life that until that point were sort of, you know, unrelated to Kabbalah and Pneumius and things like this. But it, uh, it becomes much, much larger. And this is one of the great principles that the Valshantav is never going to come to disagree with the Arizal Hazrashalam Adarab. The Valshantav is coming to expand the territory of the Ari. And so what we're going to learn tonight is a particular sugya, at least to, to begin to enter into it, because it's, it's a much larger topic that we're going to be able to cover tonight. But uh, the concept of Tarlushma of what a person is really, what, what should a person be thinking about, and what exactly is the definition of Tar Lishma. It's a very, very large topic. It's well known that this is, you know, the Chaim Veloshin on one side, the Baal Shem Tov on the other, and it's a, it's a large discussion. But the way we're going to go about doing this is to show, to explain something from the Arizal in terms of what Tar Lishma means in the Kisvi And on the outside, it might seem that the Baal Shem Tov is giving not just a different interpretation of Torah Lishma, but Ramesh the opposite, the opposite direction of what Torah Lishma is. But as Hashem, we'll be able to show how they're all they're just complementing each other. Okay, so we'll, we'll begin like this. Last week, what we what we saw in terms of Kavonis and Davening is that the Balshamtiv came to reveal that the place that you really try that you're really trying to get to in terms of Davening is not necessarily the Ruchnius, the Elokos, the divinity that can be contained in the words of Davening, which in its most um, sophisticated form are the Kavanas of the Rizal. Rather, the Elokos that you're trying to connect to is the Elokos that those words take you. Right? Because we talked about this, that that there's the Rabbanu Shalom himself, there's the, there's, the, there's the aspect of the Rabbanu Shalom as he is, let's say, before creation. Completely unknown, completely hidden, completely mysterious, completely beyond, right? And then there's the Rabbanu Shalom then says, okay, this is what I'm going to share about myself. Okay, those are the words. Those are words. Those are already understandable and relatable. The Chiddush of Hasidus, what the Baal Shem Tov reveals to us is that the Tachlis of our creation, what Abedis Hashem is about, is about taking those words and taking that side of God which is which is um, already in the, you know, in the, in the universe that which is created, and to use that as a rocket ship, to use that as a, as a way to climb out of this place and to reconnect to who the Rabbanu is before creation. 
That's what we talked about. And so that's, that was the dynamic that there is, that Balshantov came to say that Kavonis are not necessarily the, the uh, top of the mountain, they're not the top of the mountain, because even those Kavonis and the sophisticated ideas and Shemus Akhtoshim, that's all a relatable God. That's all the light of Hashem. That's not God himself, Kiryachim. And so what you use is you use the divine names, you use Shemus Akhtoshim, you use the words of Davening as an access point to bring you to a place of God himself as he is before creation. That was, I think, what we talked about last week, something along those lines. Now, this idea of the Baal Shem Tev, it applies to davening, and, and it reflects itself in this idea that kavanas are not the top of the mountain, and it most, and it, it um, and it's, and, and he takes this idea and applies it to Torah as well, okay? And this is where that concept of Torah Lishma of the Baal Shem Tev comes in. Okay, where the, in the in the in the writings of, of the Val Shemta, as we see, we'll see in a second, the Tar Lishma means also using the words of Torah to connect yourself, not to. It's all. Listen, let, let, let me take a step back. Everyone agrees. Again, Nesnagit to Chasid to Sfari You name. Everyone agrees that when you're learning Torah, the tachlis of learning Torah is to attach yourself to God. Again, this is a big sogia, and all of these things that I'm mentioning are themselves big sogias. So this is sort of just an overall, we're like taking a, you know, on an airplane, and the guy says to you, oh, there's Texas. I'm like, okay, that's Texas, and you move on. We're now not in Texas anymore. So we're not be able, you know, you, know you, you can't say that you know Texas by flying over it, you know what I'm saying? So we're not going to be able to say after this that we now know the sogia of Tarlashma, but just a very, very broad overview. Everyone agrees that the point of learning is attach yourself to God. The question is what part of God, what aspect of God, what experience of God. <clears throat> by Rechaim Velozhner, by Rechaim Velozhner, again, as I said before, just like the last week, and I just chazed it over a moment ago, there's two sides to godliness. There's two sides to to that singular, that, that Hashem Echa, there's two sides to how the Rebbe Shalom allows us to experience Him. There's the God that's in creation, right? There's the light of Hashem, so to speak, that is animating all things, right? And then there is the God that comes before, right? Like we say in Davening, Atu Hashem, you are the Rabbanu Shlalom that existed before, after creation and before creation. Not Chasmah, there's two gods, it's obviously not the, not the point, but just like within a person, there's a side of who you are that's private, and there's a side of who you are that you're willing to share with other people. And that part of you that you're willing to share with other people, that person that you're willing to share that with can either stop there and know you as you are allowing them to know you, or that person can use the relationship you have with them as a a means towards a deeper end to connect to who you are without having to say it. So it's the same thing with the Rabbani Shalom, Kiviyachal. There's the Rabbani Shalom, there's the light of Hashem, there's sort of what God does and, and what God feels and the experience of being in His presence in creation. And that's, that means a lukus that's described by the Mukabalim as godliness that's in the words, that fits in the words. It's manageable, it's relatable. And then there is the godliness that precedes the words. And the way to access that is through the words. It's through the words, otherwise there's nothing to say. It has to be through the words of Tyre, through the words of Tzvila. But here's the question between Tar Lishma versus Rechaim Velozhner and the Vilna Gain. Are you purely focused on just trying to connect to a God that fits within creation, the light of Hashem, or are you trying to connect to the God that precedes creation through creation itself? 
to try to sort of recreate, retrace the steps and connect yourself to something beyond. <clears throat> According to Baal Shantav, as we'll see in a second, Tarlishma is the latter. Tarlishma means learning Torah for the purposes of using the words of Torah as a vehicle to connect yourself to something that comes before. Okay, now this will become a little bit more clear, and you'll see the Chiddush of this, Mamish, the Chiddush of this, in a second. So take a look at, but that's all just introduction. Now you can put that in the back of your head, or if it was never in your head, leave it outside your head. So Marmukha number one, okay? So take a look at, uh, Marmukha number one is from Shara Mitzvahs, in Parshas Veschana. Shara Mitzvahs is a sefer from the Riyadh Kaddish, going through the mitzvahs and talking about them. So in Shara Mitzvahs and Parshas Veschana, Parshas Veschana, that's where we have the mitzvah of learning Torah. So that's where the Rizal talks about the Indian of Tar Lishma. So listen to what he says. Again, it's mamish, just one line that, that at least we're going to learn, and we'll see uh, where it takes us. Inyan Masha Amru Chazal. He quotes the Mishnah in Turkey Avis that Chazal say, Rameir Oimer, Rameir said, Kalaisik with Tar Lishma, a person that learns Tar Lishma, Zaych Ladvar Maharbe, merits many things. Ubiyuri Huzeh. So the Rizal's talking, what does Tar Lishma mean? Now, again, the way the Rizal is going to say it is going to be, you know, in a in his way, so, but, but without really understanding what he's talking about, but at least we sort of can pick up on a general like, sense of what he's trying to say. The meaning of Tor Lishma is the following. It's all contained in the word Lishma. The Rizal said that Lishma should be broken down in two words. Lishem, hey. That you should be learning Taira, and Tor Lishma means learning Taira for the sake of the letter hey. What does that mean? What's a loimer? Lishem, hey. Meaning... Now, without going into too much detail at all, we know the Chazal tell us that the letter He, of Hashem's name in particular, um, corresponds to this world. This world. Like, for example, the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem that Hashem created worlds with the letters Yud He. Hashem and Chazal say in the Medrash, the Gemara says, that Yud was the letter that the Rabbanu used to create the higher world, the spiritual world, and He was a letter that Hashem used to create this physical world. Said the, said the Rizal, that when a person is learning Torah Lushma, the meaning of that is, is that the Torah should be learned with the intention of sustaining and giving life to the He, to this world, to this world. Now that's very reminiscent of what we find, a famous statement of Chazal, that Rechaim Velozhin really talks about a lot, that if there would be one moment, right? Everyone knows, if there would be one moment on planet Earth where Torah would not be learned, right? In Loibrisi Yom Velayla, if it wasn't for my covenant of Torah day and night, the world would not be able to be sustained. Torah is the way through which the Rabbani Shloylam, how do we motivate Kviyachal? How do we consistently bring energy from the Rabbani Shloylam into this world? The moment of creation happened because Hashem wanted to, right? No one else was there. Motivated, but ever since that initial moment of creation, the Rabbanishim says, "Now you, you make me, make me continue sustaining the world. Do something, do something to keep the world going. What is the most basic thing we have to do? Is learning Torah. So that's what it means. Torlishma again, this is complicated with kavanis, but but the result is saying that Torlishma means the purpose of Torah. What Torah does is to sustain the world, to keep this physical world going. L'shem hey. Right, he, here's the problem." Everything, as I said in the beginning, the Balshantov never comes Chasashon to disagree with the Rizal or to change things from the Rizal. It's expanding the territory of the Rizal. And so here's the problem. In the way that Rizal describes it, again, without even understanding it too much or going into details, the, the direction that, that, that's, that Torah seems to be going in 
and the learner of Torah seems to be, should be focused on in terms of the result is above to below, right? In other words, you're trying to draw energy and life-sustaining light down into this world. That's, that's the flow. L'shem, hey. That you're moving from yud down to hey. That's, that's the idea. That's what Torah Lashma is. The problem is that in the Baal Shem Tev, as we're going to see in a moment, the, in Torah Lashma, the direction that one is trying to go by learning Torah Lashma by the Baal Shem Tev is, seems to be the opposite direction. Instead of trying to use Torah as a way to continue sustaining physical life, the Torah Lashma by the Baal Shem Tev is that I'm taking the words of Torah and I'm using that as a way to get out of this world. I'm trying to go the opposite. I'm going to trying to get out of this place to reconnect to what was before creation. It's it's it seems to be going in the opposite direction. That's the problem. Take a look at Marmoka number two. Told us Yaakov Yosef in Parshas of Eitzay. Shekibalti mimayrim. Said the Told us Yaakov Yosef. I received from my master the Baal Shem. It's a misprint. Sheikher. The misprint is my mistake. Sheikher Eisagat Torah Tefila. That the Baal Shem has said that when a person is davening or learning, davening like we spoke about last week. That the, the point is not the, the elokus of the letters, right? The point, the, the, the objective is to get to the godliness that's beyond the letters, right? Like, let, let's, let's put it in, in, in other terms. As we'll see in a moment, letters always means concrete reality. The Gemara says that the Rabbanishim created this world with letters, right? Letters. Betzalel was chosen to be the one to, to be the architect for the Mishkan because he knew how the Rabbanishim used the olive base to create a table, and to create things of this world. So when we talk about Hashem's energy in the letters, or energy that's beyond the scope of the letters, we're talking about, are you trying to connect and animate and bring life to this world? That would be connecting to, that would be trying to draw down light into the letters. Or are you trying to get out of this place? And so it's a very different direction. Take a look. Again, I, I receive from my master. The main involvement that a Jew has to have in terms of Torah and, and, and davening is the idea is to engage in the letters of Torah, understand the concepts, connect yourself to the words, daven the right words in the right way, but for the purposes of connecting yourself to the infinite light of God that somehow... That, that you can find using those letters. And this R in Saif, the infinite light of God, is something that's way beyond. It's, 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 it, it, it's, it's what comes before creation. You're using the divine names. You're using the Torah. You're using Tefillah as a gateway to connect yourself to somewhere higher. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to learn Torah Lishma. And that's what Rameyer said. A person learns Torah Lishma, you're Zaychet to many things. Now to explain to, a little bit more, in Marmokin number three, the Kamarna in, in Hechal Bracha in Parshas Nasai. So he says the following thing, just to expand and a little bit give more explanation of what we just saw from the Tablet of Yosef in terms of what Torah means. He says as follows, Ki kol we know everything that exists in the world, right? The hay of L'shem hay, everything of this world. big or small. Nivra, Ide Isis. We're all created through the letters of the Aleph base. So again, even though everything of this world is is was described with the letter He, but that's just like zooming out. You know, when you zoom all the way out, the higher world is the Yud, and this world is the He. But in more detail and more nuanced, everything of this world is created by Aleph base. So the, 
for example, uh, the table that you're sitting by. So the table is a physical table, but what's sustaining it in terms of what it really is in its um, in a spiritual sense is a reality of a table that's being given life because of the letters Shin, Vav, Lamed, Cheston, Shulchan, right? And so in order for the table to continue existing as a table, the Rabbani Shlom has to send light and energy, Kviyachal, into those letters, Shin, Vav, Lamed, Cheston, and then when those letters are full of light and invigorated by, by, by the Rabbani Shlom, then the table in front of you will be whole and complete and everything's going to function properly. If the table becomes rickety, and things begin to fall apart, and all of a sudden there's no table, that's because the Rabbani Shalom's energy is being removed from those letters, Shin Vav Lam and Ches Nun, in terms of the table that's in front of you, and all of a sudden the table falls apart. Right. So he says as follows, everything in creation is based on letters. Everything that exists healthily is because the letters are being animated and being sustained by Hashem's light in a healthy way. Bereish Lamed Aleph Sh'arim. Now this term, Reish Lamed Aleph Sh'arim, is a term that we find in the Sefi Yitzira. Rishayim and many Rishayim talk about this, so it's not a Kabbalistic idea, although it's, it's used like that over here. Reish Lamed of Shar means 221 different ways how to um, arrange the Aleph base. I, we're not going to get into this so much, but uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's different ways how you could sort of, this, you know, all the 22 letters of the Aleph base, different ways how you could sort of create uh, charts that you could sort of uh, connect one letter to the other, like, like Atbash, for example, right? The first letter and the, and the last letter, that's one pair. That's a pair. There's all different, there's 231 ways to pair the different letters of the alphabet. put it that way. And so that's a mathematical thing that the Rishonim use not, in a non-Kabbalistic yeah. way. In Gematria, is all sorts of all sorts of ways. But what the Kamaran is telling us, and this is coming from earlier sources, yeah. is that this idea of Everything is created because of combinations of the olive base, and how do, how many combinations can there be? What how, what what are the you know what are the uh, basic you know uh, systems that we use to connect the letters of the olive base? That's the Reish Lamed Aleph Shar. We'll see. We'll see. It'll become a little bit more relevant soon. Anyway, so everything in creation is coming from letters, and the combination of letters which come from Reish Lamed Aleph from these two hundred and thirty-one ways to combine the olive base. And said, okay, so so far, says the Kamarna, Sha'at and now, by learning with a Havan Yira, by learning Tarlishma, Machavin, what are you trying to be Machavin? And remember, Darizal said what the Kavan is, is that you're trying to draw light into the letters, right? You're, you're trying to keep the Shulchan in front of you going. You're trying to keep this world animated. L'shem hey. But said the Kamarna, based on the Balsham, that the Kavan, the kavan of Tarlishma is Machavin Lahalais. What you're really trying to do is to take that letter, which until now is in front of you as a shulchan, and you're trying to raise it up, so to speak, and to reconnect it to where it ultimately comes from, which is before the letters. Right? Let's say, let's say you could use your imagination and imagine that when you say something, like the words literally come out of your mouth and like exist, right? Which... Kind of is by the Let's say we could have such a thing. So, so, so the question is, what is Torah Shema doing? What are you trying to do with Torah when you learn? Are you trying, the letter is out there, the Shulchan is out there, right? Are you trying to maintain that flow? Like continue the energy flow from the speaker to the word? Or are you trying to do the opposite of actually take the word 
and bring it back into the mind of the speaker. And that's a very different direction. It's the opposite, right? One, on the first way is maintaining the shulchan in front of you, and the other way is making that there's no shulchan in front of you. The shulchan just went back into the speaker's mind. And then poof, there's no, there's no shulchan anymore. Tharizal seems to describe Tarlishma is maintaining the, sh- the word shulchan that's in the world. L'shem hey, you're trying to continue that flow of energy. In the beginning, the Rabbanu Shalom said, okay, I'll start the, I'll start the ball rolling. I'll say all the things that I have to say. But now, you maintain my speech. Keep my words going. How do you keep the words going? By learning Torah. You connect to the words of Torah. Then the words of Hashem continue to be spoken. It's keeping the words being spoken. Keeping the word going. Keeping the world going. But the Baal Shantip is saying, no, 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 that's not Torah Lishma. Torah Lishma is the opposite. Torah Lishma is you want to get everything back into the mouth, Kaviyachal. You want to get everything back into the mind. You want to have everything return to where it came from. Again, just like by with davening, just like with kavanas, the objective by the Balshantiv is not the kavanas, it's not the words, or even the complicated divine names contained hidden in the words. It's about using the words, but really you're trying to trace its you trace the steps back to what where all the words really came from. And by doing so, bringing everything back to where it came from. So when you say Baruch Shamar by the Baal Shem, it's not about the words Baruch Shamar, and it's not about trying to draw light into those words. It's trying to take those words that are full of light, it's divine names that are containing those words, but pulling them back and bringing them back to where they came from into the, and connecting to, to a God that, that exists before creation. When the Rebbe was just quiet and just silent. That's the objective. That's a very different approach. So he says as follows. To raise up that letter, that's the idea. Whatever letter of Torah, again, let's understand. Everything is created with letters. Everything is created with words. And the Torah that you're, that you're learning is also a Torah of words. It's also words. And your objective is not to, not, again, not, not to, it seems that the objective is not like Dari to motivate the Rabbanu to continue speaking. But you're trying to get the Rabbanu to pull back and to bring all those words of creation back into the Rabbanu so this is, it seems that, that the Tachlis is to destroy the world, right? It's to undo everything the Rebbe Shalom did. So first of all, it's a contradiction to uh, the Arizal, it seems. But it's more than that. I mean, Chazal say, Torah is about sustaining the world. And also, if you just think about it, like, like on a very simple level, Torah is about guiding how to live in planet Earth, not about how to get out of planet Earth. And even tefillah, if you think about it, tefillah is also a problem. What is Tefillah about? Asking Hashem that my life on planet Earth should be good. Everything, Torah and Tefillah is all about how to, it's all about life here. Either guiding you how to live or asking Hashem that you should have a good life. But the way the Baal Shem Tov goes about looking at davening and learning seems to be self-destructive. It seems to be, no, 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 it's about get, trying to get out of here. And, we, and if you think about it, this is not only a problem of like, that's not what Torah is about and that's not what Tefillah is about. It seems to be going against everything that we know about the fundamentals of, of Chassidus, which is that the Rabbanu Shalom is everywhere, and you could serve the Rabbanu Shalom in all things, and you should be happy in Simcha. This seems to be very um, suicidal. It seems to be very, this place is terrible, we want to get out of here. So like, this idea of Torah Lashma and what, what davening looks like, losing yourself and going back to what was before creation, seems to be running running against what the general, you know, sort of atmosphere of Chassidus is about. All right? Do you follow the problem? Yeah? Okay.
<clears throat> so again, he says this fellow just finished the, the piece. Vumalakal Madregas said the Kamarna, and what you're doing is raising all the, the, the Madregas of creation, the Nivroim, and all creation, Mintov, Ad Aleph. Everything, so sort of, you know, things are moving from an Aleph to Tov, more and more alive, more and more complicated, more and more this world, and you're trying to bring it all the way back. So that's the question. Again, number one, it seems to be going the opposite direction of their result. Number two, it's not really what Torah is about or what Tfil is about. And three, it doesn't seem to fit in what Chassidus is really about, which is, a, which is, which is living with Hashem. Living with Hashem, with Simcha, and, and you know, even Pashat Yidin, and Tmimis, and Pshitis. This is not, this, this is, seems to be that you want to get out of this place. So how, how do we put this, where, how do we put this in a, in a, in a, in a broader perspective? Okay. All right, so take a look at Marmok number four. In order to unravel this, we're going to learn a piece from the Degel Machne Ephraim. Degel Machne Ephraim was uh, also one of the earlier Chassidish Svarim, written by the Balshanta's grandson. So there's a, there's a piece in Degel Machne Ephraim, we're going to see in a second, where it's an amazing thing. He, he says the Torah, and afterwards he says, and to me, this, what I just said, encapsulates Kolotar It's Kolotar is in this idea. All right, so let's see. Marmok number four. There's a Gemara in Shabbos on Daflamid Aleph and Abbas. The Gemara says like this Amr Shlakish. It's a well known Gemara. The Gemara says, Rishlakish said, What's the meaning of the Pasuk? It says, it's a hard Pasuk to translate, so we're not going to. Uh, so the, the Pasuk goes through all these different words, different statements. Amunas, Itecha, Chaisen, Yeshua's Chachmas Vadas. Six words. And the Gemara breaks it down. We're not going to go to each one why, but each one of these words is a remez to one of the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Right? So it says, Amunas, Zesed Israel, Itachas, Zesed Ermayed, Chaisen, Zesed Ernashem, Yeshua's, Zesed Ernazikin, Chachmas, Zesed Erkachem, Vidas, Zesed Taharas. Okay, so that's the Pasuk. So the Pasuk just hints to all Shisha Sidre Mishnah. Now, the next words of the Pasuk are, and Yiras Hashem, He Aitzara. And so it just went through all of Torah, basically. Shishas in Mishnah. And the Pasuk ends off. And Yiras Hashem, fearing Hashem, and awareness of Hashem, is the great treasure. Is the great treasure. Says the Gemara, said Rish Lakish, Afilo Hachi, even when you have Shishas in Mishnah, you can be the big Talmud Chacham in the world, right? But Yiras Hashem, he If you have Yiras Hashem, that's the great treasure. And then it's, then it's Kedai, all the learning. Eli, but if you don't have Yiras Hashem, then loy. Then the whole learning is not kedai. Mashal says the Gemara a mashal to this. Mashal la adam can be compared to a person that asks uh, a messenger to do on the following taiva. Heli kurchitem lalia. Let's say he's a farmer and he says to his uh, assistant, "Go out to the field and gather for me a particular measurement of wheat and bring it up to the uh, to the attic." Fine. The hell loy. That's the worker does. And afterwards, the farmer says to the, to the worker, Did you put a particular measure, small, much smaller amount, a small measure of, of um, uh, what's the word? Uh, huh? No, no, no. Thing, it, it, it keeps it from spoiling. Preservative. There you go. A, a small amount of uh, preservative. Did you put Sulfites. that in? Sulfites. Sulfites. Okay. Gets even better. Fine. Sisri Tyra. Amrulay, so the person said back, Laf, I didn't do that. You asked me to bring the core of, of wheat. So I brought the wheat. I didn't put in the preservatives. 
So he says, it's, Not only is it is it a waste of time, it's even worse. If it was out in the field, it would be able to be sustained. Now that it's in a you know damp attic, it's gonna it's gonna spoil and rotten very quickly. So says Rishlakish, it's the same thing. The Rabbanishlan says you should learn Torahs, Gavaldik, Shishisid Mishnah. It's amazing things, but you gotta have the preservatives. If you don't have the preservatives, which is called Yiras Hashem, then everything falls apart. Okay, that's the Gemara. So it's interesting. Reb Chaim Velozhner, for example, famously uses this Gemara to show how the tachlis of learning is not tevekas, attaching yourself to some higher place. No, no, no. The tachlis of learning is to learn. It's to learn. Why? And the Yiras Hashem, the Hislavas, the Avoida, is uh, the preservative. Like, like in this mashal, right? In this mashal, what's the Iker? Is the Iker the preservative or is the Iker is the Chitim? The Chitim is the Iker. So the, the, the information is being described as the chitim, and the Yiras Hashem, the Dveikas and the Slavas, is being described as a preservative. But the Baal Shem Tev, and as we'll see in Degelmach and Ephraim, picks up on this, but he's bothered, but the truth is, he says, even though that's what the Mashal seems to say, but it has that for the Pasuk. Because what the Pasuk say, you have all the Shishis of the Mishnah, and Yiras Hashem, he like, sorry, and Yiras Hashem is the great treasure. So Yiras Hashem in the Pasuk is being described as the great treasure. We treasure all treasures. And the mashal the Gemara gives to explain that compares Yeres Hashem to the, to the preservative, which is not the great treasure. So even the Gemara seems to be a little bit confusing. You're giving a mashal to describe Yeres Hashem in the Pasuk is described as the treasure, and the mashal you're giving describes it only as the preservative. So which one is it? I don't get it. All right, so take a look at Marmok number five. So far it's been easy. Marmok number five. Degamach Nefraim Parshas Veschan. Listen to this. Said the Baal Shem to explain this Gemara. And it's interesting. The Degemach Ephraim quotes this Baal Shem on this Gemara to explain this Gemara, and he doesn't really go back to explain it. He sort of leaves it open. So we're going to do the best we can. When the Baal Shem made the world, the world was not able to be sustained, the world was shaking. The world was shaking, right? The Gemara, it, it, the Gemara, the Gemara says, by, you know, um, it says in Pasuk, right? Why the extra hay? So the Gemara says, because until the sixth day of Sivan, when the Torah was given, things were not so sturdy. The world was still unstable. The world that Rabbi made was unstable. So why? Well, what, what created this instability? Said the Baal Ki HaKol Chazu L'Shar it's an amazing thing. Well, Shanta said when the Rebbe made the world, the world, B'derach Klal, in a much, you know, in a very, very deep sense, knows that it's created. The nature of all, let me explain outside, the nature of everything is to want to go back to where it comes from. You see this with animals, right? You know, like salmon or uh, turtles, you know, that they, they, whenever they, they try to have, they have offspring, they go back to where they were born. The nature of everything is to try to return to where it comes from. The Gemara says that the first thing the Rebbe did when he created the world, the first thing he created even before the world is tshuva. Tshuva kad malayla. So everyone asks, what do you mean tshuva comes before creation? Tshuva is the backup plan. How can you have a plan B before plan A? Tshuva means this idea, this quality of everything wanting to return to where it comes from. That's, it's inborn in creation. So here, here's the problem. The Rabbanu creates the world, Skivaldik, but the, but the world knows that it didn't come from here. 
The world knows that it comes from somewhere else, namely God himself. So the world itself is uneasy with its own existence. The world is uneasy with itself. The world wants to return to where it comes from. Now the world knows that if it returns to where it comes from, it means it's now self-destructive. Because if, I, if the world goes back to where it came from, then guess what? There's no world anymore. But the world wants to. Sometimes a person, that's the point, that's the, the, that's the deep level of tshuva, it's even suicidal. The Balatani famously gives, explains this. The Pasuk says, Ner Hashem nishmas adam, that the Nisham is compared to a candle. And when you look at a flame on a candle, it's flickering, right? Almost as if it's, use your imagination, it's almost as if it wants to jump off the flame, off the wick, returning to uh, its root in heaven. Now that's crazy because you know what happens when the flame gets off the wick, off the wick? It's no flame anymore. That's the nature. Even if it means self-destructive, even if it means suicidal, I want to go back to where it comes from. This is also true, by the way, <clears throat> this is already, this is also good by itself, but there is a strong desire within a person, it's unhealthy very often, of not wanting to leave where they come from as well, Right? Because just like if, if, if just like there's a desire to want to go back to where you come from, sometimes there's a deep desire not to leave from where you come from. People, even if it's unhealthy, right? So people get stuck in certain patterns of behavior, right? Even though they know it's not healthy, and they know with 100% certainty that if they wanted to, they could change. And if they change, they'll be happier. So why don't they? Well, part of it is because it's a corrupted version of tshuva kadmala right? It's a corrupted version of wanting to always be with where you come from. And even if where I come from is unhealthy, maybe in an unhealthy way, I want to stay there. there so, so here's the problem. The Rabbanisha makes the world, and the world is now, it's, it's fresh out of the oven. It's steaming. It's still hot. right? And the world knows that it comes from inside the oven. And what the world wants to do is to go back. And so now you have this very strange tug of war that every single second of creation, the Rabbanu is forcing the world to maintain its existence. And every single second, the world is pushing it back into the Rabbanu We don't want to be here. We don't want to go back to you. And the Rabbanu says, yeah, but that means then there's no creation. And the creation says, okay, let it be. And the Rabbanu says, I want it to be a creation. Okay. And there's this constant tug of war. And the world is unstable until one thing takes place. When one thing is created, one thing enters into creation, which finally gives the world Yishev Hadas. This is a major idea in Ishmael Tzisvarim too, which is, as, as we will see from the Degelmach Nefraim, the emergence of the Jewish people. The emergence of the Jewish people, specifically by Arasinai, receiving the Torah. And all of a sudden, Nisyash Vadaitam, the world sort of calms down. It's finally at peace with itself. Why? Listen to what the Degelmach Nefraim says. Again, Kikesh Baruch Bar when the Rabbani made the world, the world could not tolerate its own existence. Everything wants to return to its source, to nothingness. Ad Until Klai Yisrael was created, and now the world can be sustained and to be settled. Why? This is an amazing thing. The word Yisrael before we get, let me explain why. <laughs> See, here's the, here's the dynamic, right? It want, the world wants to return to where it comes from. As long as where the world comes from is outside of where the world is, the world is unstable. But if somehow you could show 
that where the world comes from exists even now where the world is, then you'll be happy with where you are. The secret of Tar Shema by the Baal Shem is that yes, what you're trying to do is to connect yourself to what was before creation. But guess what? How are you doing that? What tools are you using? Tools of this world. You're using the letters of Tyra. By, by using the letters of Tyra to connect yourself to what was before creation while you are existing, what you're doing is actually sustaining creation. Because... As long as there's these two universes, there's before creation. See, again, let, let, let's take a step back for a second. What does that mean? How, how do you do that? Like this before, like there, there are certain like barriers that as, as you know, there's certain barriers you can't cross, right? I could flap my hands all I want. I'm not going to fly as a bird. Just, that's not the mitzvah. There's a certain barrier that just, it is what it is. There's a big barrier, which is, I, I don't know what was before creation. How could I? I, I don't remember before I was born. How could I? So what does it even mean? Somehow, davening, learning, you're trying to connect to what was before. What was before is outside of your territory. But here's the secret of the Balshan. The secret of Pnei Satar of the Balshan is, is that Yisrael Kadmal Ailam. See, what does it mean? Bereshus, Bishuli, Soshan, Gracious. Yisrael Kadmal Ailam. Which means that even before there was a creation, there was an initial thought. There was something that existed before any of the letters came to be. Before the Rabbanu said anything, there was that initial thought of the Rabbanu And what was that first primordial thought? The first primordial thought that God had was about the Jewish people. Which means that although you as a human being exist in a post-creation world, and the, very, the farthest thing you could possibly remember is from after creation, but the Baal Shem Tov came to reveal that the very root of Nishma, in its root, not in how the Nishama first comes to sort of know itself, but in its very, very root, in its deepest root, the Nishama of a Jew actually comes before creation. Bereshis, Bishil Yisrael Shnik The world was created because the Rabbanu wanted to have a world for the Jewish people, which means the Jewish people come first. And the same thing, and, and therefore, the Baal Shem Tov, what the Baal Shem Tov is doing and again, this is the, the and, and it's very heart of what Chassidus is. The Balshantiv is revealing to us. He, he, the Balshantiv, because of his existence in the world, the Balshantiv gives us the ability not just to tap into the neshama that we have. The Balshantiv gives us the ability and the objective to tap into the neshama as it is in its deepest root, and the neshama that exists in its deepest root exists before creation. Therefore, when a person is learning Torah the objective is to take all of creation that is now in your hands, with the letters of Torah, the words of davening, and to reconnect it to what it was, to, to, to reality that was before creation. How can you do that? Because you came before creation. And by doing so, you are now giving Yishuv Hadas to creation, because now creation has an access. It has a way to connect to where it came from. Through the Jewish person, through the Jewish people. In other, words, in other words, if you think about it, what is the Jew? The Baal Shem Tov reveals to us that what the Jew is, is an injection of before creation into post creation. That's what the Jewish person is. And the Jew, therefore, is the force that, on the one hand, makes the, reminds the world that there's something that preceded it. 
And at the same time, that, that, that automatically gives creation Yeshua does. Now, there are, there are parts of creation that don't want to know that anything came before them. So Ace of Son of Yaakov. Ace of Son of Yaakov, the, 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 we have, we have rea- there's parts of creation that hate the Jewish people because the Jewish people are that thorn in, their, in the, the side of their mind that reminds them that they are not the beginning of creation. There's something that preceded them. They were created. And that makes them vulnerable. That makes them weak. That makes them not all powerful. So the Jewish people are there, not, not just because we you know, remind them of a concept of religion. That's not the very reality, the mitzias of Nishmas Yisrael, post Baal Shem Tov, reminds the nations of the world that, there, that there's an oven that this challah comes from. So if you're uneasy with that, then the last thing you want to have is the Jewish people. But if you're creation, and, you know, and for 2,000 years, you've been feeling this unbelievable desire to return into the oven, even if it means suicide, all of a sudden the Jewish people means that you could connect to that oven while you're out of the oven. And that itself gives, it sustains creation. So let's go back. What is Tarlishma? The Arizal said, Tarlishma means L'shem Hey, that you're trying to sustain the letters in front of you. And that fits very well with what Tar is about. Tar practically is guiding you how to live. Tefillah's guide is asking Hashem that my life should be good. It all seems to be flowing from up down. It seems to be all in the direction of trying to motivate the Rabbani Shalom to speak and keep those letters animated, keep those letters alive, keep them as a shulchan, keep the table in front of you stable. That's what it seems to be. That's what Torah is about. Tefillah, it's all in that direction. Comes about Shanta, no, 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 no. Everything is the opposite. What you want by davening, what you want by learning, it's all about trying to connect to what was before creation. And said Rechaim Velozhner in his attack in Nevesh against Hasidus, Rechaim Velozhner says, well, that's impossible because before creation, there's no avayda. Before creation, there's no you. Before creation, there's no up and down. There's no good and there's no evil. So says Rechaim Velozhner, how could it be that the, the very, the, 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 the focal point of avayda Hashem is to try to get yourself to a place of connecting to God as He is before creation, if before creation there's no Torah, if before creation there's no you, before creation there's no Tachlis, if there are bunch, it's one thing, says, therefore says Rechaim Velozhner, it's one thing to remind yourself twice a day with, by saying Shema that there is such a thing that's before creation. Maskin. But to say that that's your Tachlis and Avedis Hashem, how could it be that my purpose in Avedis Hashem is to connect my mind to a reality that in that reality I don't have a mind? It, it, it unravels. It's impossible. It's suicide. But says this is at the core of what of the Gilead Balshamtiv is that the Balshamtiv is, is revealing to us. It's not an intellectual concept, it's a revelation. The Balshamtiv reveals to us not that there's two parts to Nishmas Yisrael, there's two levels to our existence. There's when we came out of there's there's an Ashamo in its tangible form, and that's part of creation. And then Rukhaim Velashan is right. The tangible part of the Nishama doesn't exist before creation. But the Balshamtiv is revealing to us that there's a there's something that's deeper than just the tangible part of the neshama. There's the root of the neshama as it exists in the mind of God when he thought about creation, even before he thought about creation. In, in, in the Machshav HaKeduma, in the Baltani, there's a famous statement from the Baltani that he says, where is Neshma Yisrael rooted? Where do we really come from? The Baltani said, we're rooted in the Machshav HaKeduma, Shal Adam Kadmai. We're rooted in the very initial 
primordial thought of the Rabbani Shalom, before there was even a Havamin of there being a world, there was a Maskan of there being Nishmas Yisrael. And that's where we exist. That's, that's the Chiddush of Hasidus, is that your identity is not defined based on who you are post-creation. Your identity is based on who you are, who you are pre-creation. And who you are pre-creation is, is, is not, in, by the Rechaim Velazhner, it's too subtle. It's too subtle for it to be the focal point of your identity. But Hasidus says, no, no, no. That could be the focal point of who you are. Who you are before creation. And by doing that, by having that existence, by having that mentality, then your existence in this world and your interaction with all the letters of this world gives the letters of this world Yishav Hadas. Because finally, for the first time, the letters of this world is meeting something that it's been wanting to connect to for 2,000 years. And for 2,000 years, the letters of this world thought that in order for it to connect to where it came from before creation, it has to commit suicide. And for the first time, by meeting a Yid, and by a Yid saying letters of Tyre and Tefillah, which are the same letters that sustain and are the building block of everything of this world, when the Jew says those letters, and those letters of this world meet the Jew that speaks those words, all of a sudden it realizes that the God that it, that it wanted to connect to pre-creation is actually found post-creation too. Everything is given that, that firm foundation through Nishmas Yisrael. This is all hinted to in the word Yisrael. This is what we're going to see from the Dagel Machdim Ephraim. The word Yisrael is a combination of Reish, Lamed, Aleph. Remember Reish, Lamed, Aleph? That was the 231 ways of connecting and different uh, systems of connecting the Aleph base. Reish, Lamed, Aleph, Yesh. Right? That's the word Yisrael. Right? Yud, Yud, Sin, Reish, Aleph, Lamed. Is Reish, Lamed, Aleph with the word Yesh. Which means... The Reish, Lamed, Aleph are the letters of the Aleph base, and the nature of the Aleph base until Nishmas Yisrael comes to the world in the way of the Baal Shem is what is everything just wants to escape reality, and comes Yisrael, which is Reish, Lamed, Aleph, and gives the Reish, Lamed, Aleph Yesh. It gives a sense of existence. It doesn't have to return to I into exist. Everything it's been looking for is right in front of its face. The God of of pre-creation is found in post-creation. Why? How is that possible? Because you exist pre-creation too. You exist in the mind of Rebunshalm and your, exi- in your identity as, as you exist in the very root of your neshama is, is strong enough to be the centerpiece of your, of your, of your consciousness. That's the chiddush of the Balsham. Appreciate this. This is not a, this is not a small idea. That, 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 who, 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 what neshama is and what is the essential consciousness of the neshama? That is at the machlek, is the core machlek is between the Gur and the Baal Shem. That is the key. What is your consciousness as a neshama? Is the consciousness of the neshama what the neshama is after creation? And then that's going to be your entire universe. You can't, you can't break that, that wall. You can't, you can't get past that. That's as far back as you go. Or, no, no, no. Your consciousness is based on who you were and who you are pre-creation. And then that consciousness of pre-creation is now being injected in post-creation. And now you're walking around planet Earth, coming from a place that's way before planet Earth. That, that's at its core of what Hasidus is. Therefore, Hasidus is this interesting dynamic of everything in davening and learning is trying to connect to that which is unknowable, unfathomable, unta- intangible, a nigan without words. It's, it, it, it's all trying to get before, but at the same time, 
by, by living that consciousness, you're actually able to embrace Pasha the Yidin and bring Simcha to practical things. And you're straddling both sides of the universe because that's what's going on over there. As long as the universe can feel that it has a way of connecting to what comes before the universe, the universe can be happy. If you know right now where you are, that there's a part of that that you could you, that you're still connected to where you come from before all the craziness began, then you could be happy in the craziness. That's the dynamic over here. The tachlis is like the Arizal said. The Torah Shema is about enlivening the hay. It's about enlivening the world. In Leibrisi Yom Velayel Chukas Shmaivarts Leisanti, a hundred percent. But the Baal Shem Tov is giving us the way how to do that. The way to do that in a way of Yishev Adas of Simcha Sachaim is what is by reminding the world that what it's been looking for and making and, it, and why it's been so suicidal and uneasy and depressed for 2,000 years, it, it, what you're looking for, which is the God that comes before creation, is right in front of your face through Nishmas Yisrael. This is the Chiddush. Take a look. Maramakam number five again. <laughs> when the Rabbanu Shal made the world, <laughs> the world could not exist. Everything is trying to go back to where it comes from and nothingness. Ad Shabar Yisrael, until the Jewish people are created, and now the world can finally have Kiyam. Can have Kiyam. Vishem Yisrael Mayrals, and the name Yisrael hints to this, where again, as I said, it's Reish Lamed Aleph, Yesh. Velochin Yisrael him Kiyam Oilam. This is why the Jewish people are sustaining the world. Kiyam Lav, Hayakol Chayzla Kadmusalayim. Without the Jewish people, without Torah and Tfila of the Jewish people. Notice, this is, like, this is, the, this is the, the relationship. You have Yisrael which is an injection of before creation. And that Yisrael now engages in reality through the words of Torah and the words of Tefillah, giving life and stability to all creation by reminding them that what they've been looking for, which is before creation, actually exists after creation too. This is what's going on. And the somethingness of Nishmas Yisrael, right? The... It, and it's it, the absolute somethingness. See, that, again, that's the thing. If something exists only after creation, then you can't say it's something. You can't say it's something because ultimately it's dependent on what was before creation, right? If, if it was created, then it doesn't, doesn't, all, doesn't always exist and doesn't have its own stability. So it's not something. Only Yisrael is something because Yisrael means an injection of what was before creation. It says close it's as close to the Yesh Amiti, to a true something as possible. And by everything connecting itself to Nishmas Yisrael, you're injecting that somethingness into all things, giving it actual confidence and stability. The Davka Kishish, and then this is why, said the said the Dagmachnafram, this is why, this is why Gaiva is such a dangerous thing. Because what and from this perspective, the goal of Nishmas Yisrael is to have this very interesting balance of injecting the world with enough sense of existence to maintain its existence, but you don't want to give the world such a sense of existence that it doesn't remember anymore that it was created, right? Because you, you want to be able to straddle this, this fence of, on the one hand, you want the world to want to connect to God, but not to a point of desperation and suicidal tendencies. Right? So you want to be able to give the world a sense of, of it exists, it has kiyam, but not so much that it forgets to yearn and to want anything. So the way you, so the, and, and, and the way to do that is to be reflective within yourself, that you have enough 
you take care of your of yourself enough. You have enough gashmias, enough pleasures of this world to maintain your existence, but not don't overdo it. Right? So you understand? If if a person, if a Jew overdoes his own sense of yesh, right? Whether it be with gaiva, God forbid, or with pleasures of this world, then you, it's not just your own personal issue. You're, it's an you now there's a there's a break in the balance of creation. Things are now now shifting. If a person, if a Jew doesn't have enough confidence and thinks of himself as mamish nothing, a low self-esteem, then it's not just your issue. The world around you, the tyrant feel of the words, the letters, the creation that you're engaging with is also going to feel uh, a helplessness. And, uh, and, and, not, and, and it's, not going to have, it's not going to feel a sense of yesh. And then what's going to happen? It's going to want to return to where it comes from. And the opposite, if a Jew is full of oneself, and then you daven and learn, so now you're engaging in the world, and the world is feeding off of your sense of self, and the world is also feeling that sense of self-gavaldic, but then it doesn't have any desire to connect anything deeper. And it becomes more physical, more physical, and more plain. The, the, the objective is, as the Jew, to have a healthy balance of yesh, I have confidence, I take care of myself physically, but I'm not going to overdo it. I don't overdo my confidence, and I don't overdo my, my physicality. And by having that healthy balance within myself, then the world that I'm engaging in is also going to have this healthy balance of wanting to connect to the God pre-creation, but not feeling, but not, but not in a way of suicide, of realizing that what they're looking for is talking in front of them. This is something we find in the Israelites' farm all the time. Uh, Beis Yaakov, in many places, talked about this, that he quotes from a medrash that when, when the neshama... The neshama is rotze v'shayv. The neshama, every moment of, of, of existence, the neshama wants to return to Hashem, wants to get out of this place. So what does Rabbi Hashem do? It's Chazal saying the message, a profound thing. Chazal say, the Rabbi Hashem reveals to the neshama, Molekar And then the neshama comes down. That's the idea. That's the idea. Everything wants to return to where it comes from, but if it can be shown that where it comes from is found in front of it, then it's what Yeshua does but not to a point of where it no longer wants. That's the balance of here. You have to want, but realize that what you want is very accessible and taka in front of you. And then that's called a heartbeat. That's called the blood coming out and going in, going in, going in, but in a healthy, stable, self-contained system. That's what's going on of here. This is all the meaning of that, of that Gemara. I forgot about that, right? Yer Sashem Yehetzarah. Yer Hashem is the great treasure. Yer Hashem means the God that... Yer Hashem means experiencing God as He exists before creation. The unknown, intangible, unknowable, nigging without words. That is the great treasure, and that is the... What's the English word? That is the preservative. That's the preservative. The preservative, what maintains existence is the connection to what was before existence. That's what maintains existence. This is the, this is the paradox, and this is the Avayi of Chassidus. By davening, you're mamish in a nigan without words, and dafka because of that, after davening, you can hold hands with your friend by a kiddush and actually have like down-to-earth conversations and hearing about what your friend wants to talk about. And there's no, and there's no frustration in that. Because again, if, if, if the world before creation is outside of your range of connection, then everything in this world is going to be frustrating. Everything's going to be frustrating because it's not fulfilling that deep desire of things wanting to connect to where it comes from. You have to be able to 
experience where you come from in this world, and then you can actually be happy in this world. That's the that's the paradox of life. That's the name. That's what it means. That's that's the name Yisrael. That's what Torah Shema is. It's davening. It's learning. So you have to chop around the opportunities. And sometimes it's a nigging without word thick and moment, and then you go all in on that, and then realizing that that's possible, still breathing. Then that means that this world contains those experiences, and then you could actually engage in the world, and you'll be happy, and confident, and secure, and the world around you will be confident and secure. Hashem Shalbi should be zeichet to taste a little bit of davening l'shma and learning l'shma and uh, to be happy and to be normal. That's uh, that's the to be normal.